up, y'all, and welcome back to Found Bites, a game review series. My name is Brian, and I'll be your host. If you don't know about us, we're all about testing out and finding small, high-quality video games. This is a podcast that aims to respect your time and money as a gamer and a consumer by sifting through storefronts and sales to find the gems that may be worth your precious resources. If you're interested in reaching out or helping out, Feel free to email us at foundbytesgrs at gmail.com, tweet at foundbytesgrs, and also rate and subscribe to us on whatever podcast feed you're using. Also, don't be afraid to leave some comments. If you're a developer who would like to participate in our Spotlight interview series of special episodes, please reach out through any of our channels. We would love to hear from you. But enough about the show. Let's get into our next game. A Short Hike is the game for this week's episode. A Short Hike is a third-person adventure exploration game. Some similar games, if you're looking. Uh, We recently did The Pathless and maybe Journey, so similar to that. And also a game called Firewatch, which I haven't played all the way through. A little bit of Animal Crossing DNA in here. And some similarities to a game called Witchwood uh, that I have not played yet, but I'm actually looking forward to playing. Uh, I bought that recently. The game was initially released in July of 2019 on PC, Mac, and Linux, August of 2020 on Switch, and November 2021 on PS4 and Xbox One. The game was developed by Adam Robinson Yu, and his developer name is Adam G-R-U, G-R-Y-U, but he's kind of a one-man band uh, from Canada. And he's done a couple smaller games uh, prior to this. If you check out his website, I think he says he and a bunch of his friends uh, kind of messed around and made some small games. Um, nothing that I really recall the name of, but the game was published on consoles uh, by Whippoorwill Limited, and I can't really see any other games that they've published before, but I think Humble Bundle funded this game in some way. And I don't know if there are specific ports that were quote-unquote published by Humble Bundle, uh, but I think uh, Adam was a bit under their wing for this game. This game does have a physical release with super rare games, so they primarily do Switch games, so they only have a Switch version. I think pre-orders for that were open in August of 2022, and they are offering a standard edition with just a box and maybe some goodies in the game box. And a collector's edition that has all kinds of things like a map and and I think maybe stickers and stuff like that. I'm not sure if they've actually shipped yet. Uh, the game was released at a price point of $7.99, uh, just about everywhere. And those super rare game editions, so the standard one is $35. And the uh, collector's edition, which I believe is definitely sold out for about $94. And those are, of course, U.S. equivalent. Runtime of the game. So you can beat this game in under two hours, just so you're aware. So this is going to be uh, definitely a a different type, a a nice palate cleanser, um, something that's kind of short and sweet. But there are a bunch of 
sort of optional extra things to do in the game, and I think somewhere between four and five hours to do just about all of that. The game does have a platinum trophy on PlayStation consoles. Me, I actually bought this game twice. I bought it on PS4 for it was on sale for five nineteen. And I was going to originally play it on PS4, but I wound up, because of the timing, uh, away for when I was going to play this. So I wound up buying it on Switch and playing it mobily. Uh, and I got it on Switch for $5.35. Um, and I did recently just beat the game. I think I put just about four hours in. I did a lot of extra things, but definitely not everything. So originally when I bought this on PS4, I hadn't heard of it. No one had really recommended it to me. Uh, and it looked interesting and it was super cheap. Uh, and it looked kind of cute and simple. But since I had bought it, a friend of mine, Kate, who's a big gamer uh, and sends me a lot of recommendations, she told me that this game was pretty cool and I should check it out. So shout out to Kate for recommending a short hike. Let's talk some gameplay. So this is primarily going to be like a mini open world adventure, and you're on this island. It's actually like a group of islands. The premise of this game is very simple, and they tell you right off the bat, essentially what the main character is looking for is to make it to the highest peak. How you get there is really up to you. How much stuff and how much content you come across is also really up to you. There are plenty of things that are optional in this game, and you can have a very utilitarian approach where you're just going to get what things you need to get you to the top or you can really just kind of go overboard and see everything that the island has to offer in terms of traversing in this game so you are a bird or a penguin that's the main character and as you move them around you can just walk you can jump and if you jump once and hold jump you're actually going to glide uh, and this is a pretty satisfying mechanic i feel especially when you're coming down from a higher place um, it's pretty fun to do this, and you get a nice view of everything. You're going to find uh, items, and you're going to be able to use them or equip them. And a lot of what you're going to do is going to be talking to NPCs as well. So the main way that you progress through this game, or you are able to progress through this game, is going to have to do with acquiring feathers. And so you have to get to the highest peak of this island, and you're going to have to be able to get higher up. And so what these feathers are going to do are they're going to give you extra flaps. So flapping your wings to go up. And this is a very similar mechanic to the Pathless. And so if you've played the Pathless or you listened to our episode on the Pathless, um, you should understand what we mean here. Essentially how many feathers you have is how many flaps you can use consecutively to get higher and higher and higher. You use them and then you can't reuse them again until you land and kind of refresh them. So that's going to be a major mechanic for just progressing through and getting to the highest peak of the island. And so acquiring these feathers, there's a couple different ways that you can do that. You can do this by just exploring. You can find them sitting there. You can complete some NPC quests, and they can be given to you. Or you can purchase them. And there are a couple of different uh, people you can purchase them from. 
exploration is where I feel the game really shines. So as you're exploring this island, again, a lot of this is optional, but what you come across and what you find can really enrich the experience in this game. You're going to see a lot of different landscapes. You're going to start close to a beach, and so there's going to be sandy landscapes. You can actually jump in the ocean and float and swim. Uh, you're going to see a lot of hills that you're coming across, and up in the hills there's some forests. There's even some water bodies, like some lakes, uh, some very small ponds. Primarily, you can just walk around, and you're really not going to need a lot of flaps just to generally explore. You can walk and just jump maybe if you need to, but most of the time you can maneuver around um, if there's sort of a higher uh, place to get to. You can find a way to just walk there. Some of the locations that you'll come across. So essentially this island seems to be like a camping island. You're going to see some buildings and trailers uh, where where people are hanging. You can't go in these. They're just kind of there for decoration. And you also see some campfires. And these primarily are going to be places where you find NPCs just kind of standing out in front or sitting by a campfire. Also, you're going to see a lot of trails or walking paths. And when you reach like a fork in these, you're going to see signs that'll tell you like general directions, like go this way to get to this peak or this way to go to the visitor center or something like that. And so these trails and signs are going to be really helpful guides of just like helping you direct where you're trying to go, where you want to go. As you're exploring, you're going to discover a lot of things. Like I said, you're going to find feathers, which is like the prime mode of progression in this game. Getting more feathers means like you're kind of you're getting somewhere you're you're finding things. You're going to find some chests that might have all kinds of things in it. They might have feathers, they might have items, and you're going to find loose coins. And these coins are going to be a currency. Like I said, if you want to like purchase some of these feathers or purchase other items, you're going to be able to use coins to do this. Items are another thing that you'll come across. These aren't items to to like use like consumables. These are like essentially tools. So you'll find things like a shovel, like a bucket, some sticks, and even clothing that you can put on. Um, the clothing doesn't really do anything, but these other things do serve some functional purpose, essentially just allowing you to interact with the environment. Like, for example, when you find a shovel, um, you'll be able to see spaces on the ground where you can dig, and when you dig up, you might find some coins, you might find a treasure chest. The bucket is also interesting because you can scoop water, and this is similar to, I don't know, maybe like Legend of Zelda, where you're planting those bean sprout things. Um, you're going to use this on specific spots that will bloom a flower and allow you to like jump something like that, like almost like a mushroom, like in uh, Donkey Kong 64 or something like that. So there are a lot of these items that you'll find and some that I didn't even find that are out there that I didn't know about. And again, it's all linked to how much you really want to explore. And I think some of these, like the shovel and the bucket are pretty early on. Something else you'll find as you're walking around, there's actually going to be shortcuts for quick travel. I, I only ran into two of these. I think it's just like you can go through and it'll pop you out on like the other side of the island. Um, but you need an item to kind of open those up. I didn't really use these that much, mainly because I kind of forgot where they were. But they were helpful in just like allowing me to get back to somewhere after I had traveled really far and not really sure where I wound up. You'll also find treasure maps. And on these treasure maps, you're going to see some riddles. I found, I think, three of them. I didn't follow through with them. Uh, but this seems really cool. There's some riddles on them about, like, locations to go to. I'm not sure if it's, like, to dig with the shovel or something like that. But these do add definitely, like, another optional kind of enticing element to the game. And, of course, NPCs. 
So you're going to see a lot of NPCs. Talk to them. Talk to everyone. I highly encourage that. It really enriches the game. Some of these are going to be stationary, like I said, in front of a, a building or a trailer or sitting at a campfire. Uh, some of these are going to be in walking loops, and so you might not come across them unless you like stay in a certain space for a long time and you find that they're actually walking on the path. Most of these NPCs, you're going to interact with them, and they may offer you quests to do certain things. And the quests that you get from NPCs, there's some good variation here. It's not all just like, go fetch and find this. There might be some that are like, hey, I'm looking for this item and someone else may have it. Uh, there is one that's like collecting shells and then you go back to that person. But some are like mini games uh, and interesting things. Um, so I like the variation here. It kind of keeps it fresh and not just like keep you running around. A little frustrating though because there's no journal or at least I didn't see where, you know, what certain people are asking me to do. I didn't really see a map. And so it was tough, like, remembering where to go or where this person who I did this quest for is. So that can be a little frustrating. But the island and the game are really small. So in all honesty, if you just keep looping around, you'll remember certain landscapes and, and certain landmarks. And you'll be like, oh, I think this person is right here. And there's not that many NPCs. I don't know, maybe like 10 to 15 in the game max. So despite not having a log of where things are and, and whatnot. I still think it's pretty manageable. And the game is pretty short. I think it's even meant to be played in one sitting. I played it in maybe two sittings. So you really don't forget too much. And for doing these quests, uh, you'll definitely get rewards. Like I said, this might give you feathers trying to do your climb. You might get different items, different equipment. Uh, you'll sometimes get costumes or different things to wear, like a hat or something like that. And they just sort of enrich the game, I feel. They add some some extra elements. In terms of accessibility, like I said, there are signs kind of directing you and there are NPCs you can talk to and have conversations and say like, hey, I'm, it's like, hey, I'm going to up to the, you know, the peak. Oh, that's really great. You know, it's up there and whatnot. But other than that, there's no other instruction in this game. It just says like, hey, you want to get to the top. So it's really up to you to find your way. And I like how the game just plops you and just lets you go and like you're just kind of finding your way it's a bit intuitive obviously you want to go up and again you can really play this game your way you can stick to the path you can do the minimum i think there is an actual minimum number of feathers that you need to get to the top i don't know what that number is but i got a pretty fair amount there's 20 or 22 in the game uh, i think i may have gotten maybe like 12 or 13 so there's still a good portion that i didn't get in the game but you can just go and explore sort of at your leisure. There are some light platforming challenges, nothing too crazy. But as you get towards the end of the game, it is sort of challenging you to think a little bit. Because again, just like in the pathless, you know, you use a flap and maybe you want to get up to a certain point, but you have to figure out a way to, you know, save some flaps so that once you get to this last jump, you can get up high enough. Towards the end of the game, you get near the top of the mountain and it gets colder up there. There's snow. And what happens is your feathers don't recharge when you land back down. They're actually frozen and you have to go into a hot spring or sit by a fire. So that just adds another kind of platforming challenge to it because you want to sparingly make sure that you still have some feathers to get to where you want to. But overall, the game is pretty simple. And I, again, I, I keep saying it's kind of like a make it your own. And I like that because you can essentially get out of this game what, whatever you put into it.
All right, let's talk vibe of a short hike. This game is simple and cute, and you realize this from the very beginning. It's just a, a simple experience, and that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Visually, the game is a bit pixelated, but what's interesting is that essentially everything that's 3D rendered is kind of very clear, even though there's like this kind of haze or this, it's almost like a pixelated glaze over the whole game. When you jump and glide, like it's so obvious that you're like this three-dimensional model, as well as like the trees and stuff like that. You know, there's nothing that fascinating about the trees in terms of like, Oh, you can see the leaves or anything like that. But these are blocky 3D models, like, you know, very similar to like maybe Final Fantasy VII or Ocarina of Time when those came out. Um, just that kind of level of, of 3D detail. But again, that pixelated glaze, it, it kind of has a nice charm to it. In terms of colors, the color palette is very like autumnal. You're seeing lots of like browns and auburns, and I really dig that. Uh, and you will see like sometimes like some some leaves falling or as you go around to the island, you will see leaves that are, you know, very bright and almost like they had just changed color. So very nice there. Uh, the environment's very simple, very charming. Like I said, the leaves are falling. Sometimes there'll be precipitation, whether it's rain or snow. And it's just very nice how it kind of glazes over the screen. I really dig that. Uh, as well as when the wind is flowing. Um, or even when you're gliding, like kind of the wind trails or the lines that come off of that. I really I really dig that. It's very simple and very charming. Uh, the NPCs are animals. Just about every NPC is an animal. Um, this is where I see a lot of Animal Crossing here. Just some of the different kind of quirky things uh, that you see in some of the NPCs. In terms of audio, the music is very simple and very sweet. But there's this warm comfort with a lot of this music. And it does something very similar that happens in like Journey and the Pathless where as you're getting closer and closer towards the end of this game, uh, there is really a ramp up in intensity and ambiance as you're getting closer. Like the music kind of is really pushing you and making it feel really meaningful and determined. In terms of themes, things that you see a lot in this game, there's a lot of positivity in this game. In your interactions with NPCs, the conversation, everything is just nice and positive and you know, supporting each other and, and friends and stuff like that. But it deals with a, a lot of real-life emotions of, you know, feeling left out or jealous or just real-life problems that people may be going through and hanging in there with them and empathizing. Um, so I really dig that. Uh, and the text is really simple in the game. It's almost like you're texting literally on a phone, uh, the conversations that you see, the way it's written. You're not using capital letters. So I really dig that. It's a very informal vibe to it. A real sense of community you feel. Again, alongside Animal Crossing, not that you're like managing communities or anything like that or, or different people. Just walking around and interacting with others and helping people doing these side quests because you genuinely care or at least you're witnessing the conversation and sort of the interaction and realizing that you as the character really cares about some of these people. The whole thing is just genuine and wholesome. I really felt that from start to finish, as well as with the ending of the game. Just very simple and very good feels, very good feels throughout this game.
right, let's wrap up the conversation about A Short Hike. I like this game. I, I really enjoyed this experience. It was almost like a microcosm of like a, a journey or, or the pathless, um, where you really did feel like it was a, a start-to-finish journey. But I just liked how sort of modern it was. It's a very modern twist. As you see some of these characters interacting and some of the things they're talking about and the problems, I feel like it's very applicable to people in modern day, just to get perspective on friends and family members and people going through different things. Uh, whether overtly or in their heads. Very cute and sweet. Uh, Again, genuine, wholesome. I felt like this was meaningful. You know, I didn't walk away from this much like I did with Journey the first time I played it, but I definitely will look back fondly on my experience with this game. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to it. Maybe I'll play through it again on PlayStation and kind of see what else is is available that I didn't get, or maybe not. But I I really, I like this experience and I liked finishing this game and kind of closing the book on it. It it really left me in in a nice reflective state. And the game is filled with optional stuff. I really feel that you get out of it what you put in it. I wouldn't get irked about getting everything in this game and kind of going crazy and stuff like that. Your experience is going to be your experience. Just get to know this character and the other characters and do as much interaction as you can. But when you feel it's time to go for the end, just go for it. And I think you'll come away with a nice experience either way. Solid price point. $8 for this game. Certainly if you can get it on sale for 5 I think this is a worthwhile experience. Just play through it. It'll be a nice palate cleanser. Very simple. There's a lot of character in this game and a lot of charm, like I said. So I definitely recommend this game. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode to see what new game we found for you.